0: This week on Invasion, the podcast, we have some news for the ridiculously, no, really ridiculous, (laughs) good-looking. We discuss Marvel's Jessica Jones' new upcoming Netflix series this Friday. And we ask the all-important question, is it a gorgeous lady of wrestling or a Batman villain?
1: We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon, the arrival of a spaceship just a minute ladies and gentlemen i think something is happening flying saucers have invaded our planet people of attention
0: it's the invasion of the podcast the whole world is under attack can it survive And welcome to Evasion, the podcast, uh, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. I am, as always, Paul Latigra Stedman. And to my left, is, uh, as always, is Joe uh, Magnum Peters. I'm, and I'm making that face right now. You're I'm making a, that face? I'm going to make that
2: face through the whole
0: podcast. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I, 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 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be making my face, too. It's going to be the same face, but not quite. And, and joining us tonight uh, is Maggie Blue Steel Antone. Hello. All the way from the wonderful world of uh, Washington, D.C. She is joining us as we have a lot to talk about in regards to Jessica Jones. And since she happens to be a lady person and also a master's in English and works for the AP, it just seems very appropriate to have someone who has a strong writing background to talk about a hero that is a private investigator and also a journalist in the comics. So thank you for joining us uh, for the show. Thanks for coming.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, and, and, and also I know that you have a lot of uh things that you enjoy that are of uh, like movies and, and books and all that. So it seems like a perfect combination of everything to have you on. So um yeah.
1: Well, thank and, you. And then we're
0: never going to talk. It's going to be just awkward silence the rest <laughs> It'll of It'll be time. silence yeah. for the rest of the Everybody hour. look at your phone. Yeah. So I, I just want to mention before we get started in the news, though, I, uh, was, I was telling Joe that, I, uh, that, uh, that Mary had gotten me a Fallout 4. And it, it's funny because I'd never really played a Fallout game before, but I got excited for this one. And uh, she bought it for me, and I started playing it. And the game is, it's tough, but I didn't understand the systems initially because it doesn't hold your hand. It is kind of like, you know, you figure it out. You're in the wasteland. Well, it's Deal the with fourth it. one. Yeah.
2: I assume you know everything. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't. Um, (laughs) So I had left the vault and got some, like I shot some people, took their clothes and was like wandering around the wasteland in like this full like leather and like gas mask and had a machete. And then I went to go trade with somebody. And since it was in first person, I I thought I was trading items I had excess of. Mm -hmm. and didn't realize that I had um, traded away all my clothes and I was just walking around and wondering why I was getting killed easily and everything. And then I zoomed out and realized that all I had on was a gas mask and a machete and I was walking around the wasteland talking to people, and so there was bits and places here where they're like, there's these dialogue trees where they're like, you seem like a good person, you should join us. And it cuts back, and you just see a guy just in his underwear with a machete and a gas mask. It, seemed, <laughs> it, it didn't seem like, I don't know, I don't seem like a trustworthy person if I'm just running around in the, in, you know, the, holo- not the, the, the wasteland. Just my underwear, so that was uh, sounds like borderlands because
2: <laughs> <laughs> like the, the psychos like how they just have like those orange pants, yeah, on I kind of felt like
0: one of the psychos, was, yeah, it was yeah. just um, you were in the wrong game <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just I just realized that now that my first inclination at any times of stress is just to run around without pants on so but, anyway, I thought that was just like so the one night I was actually trying to to find people to kill so I could actually take their pants, which and and then I and then in the game I did that too
2: so, see what it like, does <laughs> to you <Yes.
0: laughs> it was, yeah it was just a bizarre instance I thought that'd be funny to share that I uh, struggled without pants and but I found pants so I, I've moved on and I'm now successful so did uh, they not let you in any of the convenience stores they, no but they let me into one of the communities they're like oh wait, you're a trustworthy person and I'm just like I'm just wearing a gas mask they can't see my face and, <laughs> but uh, but I'm ripped they see my abs they're like well look at those well, washboard well, he, abs he takes care of himself clearly <laughs> <laughs> he has skin, his skin tone. I don't know how he has that when there's really no sunlight. But all right. So let's get on to uh, news.
1: Good news, everyone.
0: And news, uh, we have the Zoolander 2 trailer came out. Uh, I watched it today. It was ridiculously well, was it really ridiculously good looking?
2: It was really good looking.
0: Yeah. Um I for a movie that for a sequel that I never really ever wanted to have happen, I'm actually excited now for this movie. I feel like they
2: probably should have tried to push the movie out quicker um to to have it sync up with Ant-Man. And They could have done some really good jokes. Yes. Because of that. The, 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 his,
0: his, his his center for learning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. his, his center for ants. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm excited for it. I don't know. Like I was talking to Joe before the show started. Um, I saw Zoolander originally in the theater when it came out, and I, I just i I thought it was okay, but I didn't like it. But over time, it grew on me. So,
2: I I, I saw it in the theater too, and it was kind of like one of those movies. I think there were a lot of movies in the early like 2000s that were comedies where I saw them, and I was just like that was kind of funny. But then like after I watched them a second time, and like some of the jokes became like um, really quotable. It was just like okay, that's it's kind yeah. of a classic, funny movie.
0: So, so uh, Maggie, you mean, you've seen Zoolander, right? I mean, I would hope so.
1: Yes, I think you know, with any absurd movie that you really, really like, you get this sort of like obsessive phase. And I had a friend in college that we watched that over and over and quoted it, and we're probably really obnoxious about it too. Um, my hope did you get into a gasoline fight with them? Did I? Uh, no, <laughs> it was tempting though. No, actually, speaking of that, um, later on, I found out that. Um, you realize that Alexander Skarsgård, one of his first film roles, was one of those models that gets blown up in the gasoline fight.
0: I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, he's
1: the one that, you know, is like, squeeze me in the um, kitchen in that scene um, before they go get a mocha frappuccinos. And... Um,
0: it, I'm just hoping that better. his ghost
1: will make another appearance. Maybe
2: every time I watched film. True Blood after that, I was I kept calling him Micus because that's his <laughs> character's name in, in Zoolander,
0: and it was like he's so serious as Eric Northman in True Blood, and then it's like Micus. That's funny. I didn't <laughs> realize that, uh, but yeah, like, it just um, I I thought the movie was funny, I guess, but it just did I because I, Will Ferrell wasn't yeah. the known commodity you know, he is now whenever that first one came out. I mean, he was funny, but I think now that I really got into like what his humor is, like his character of Mugatu just cracks me up a lot now. And I don't <laughs> know. It's, just, it's weird how that grew on me.
2: Yeah. Um, I love in the trailer when he just throws the latte all over that guy. Again. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a recycled joke, but it's still a great one.
0: Yes. Um. So we're excited. I, for again, for a sequel that I don't think anybody was expecting, it's kind of like anchorman two, where it's like, I guess people are wanting it, but it finally has its time now. And I guess it kind of makes sense with them being older, like, you know, that kind of shunned, and it just, and I, I i think it'll be funny. I really liked Anchorman too, though. I did, too. I yeah. liked Anchorman 2 a lot. It's just that it just felt like it needed some time to, like, recharge its batteries. I think uh, I think it is kind of, like, like whinish, like that, where it,
2: if they go too quick, like Hangover, like, they spun those Hangover sequels out way too fast, and
0: it kind of yeah. was, like, the second and third one, you're like, eh. Yeah.
1: And they were pretty much the same movie. Yeah, like, they
0: were. you know. I have not watched the sequels. I saw the first one. The first one was okay. It's, it's I just like didn't.
2: exactly the same. Like, they're like, oh, we lost
0: somebody. He's right
2: back where we were originally. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's uh, all right. Then I, yeah, I'm glad I missed those. But I'm uh, excited for Zoolander. Um, other, other movie news. Um, there is a uh, talk of Matthew McConaughey, um, possibly being cast as the character of Roland uh, Deschain, Deschain, or Off the Chain. Des, I don't know how you say the name, Deschain. How could you not know how you read i read a, the, just the, because you read the books doesn't know you don't, you not know how to you have sound a it all cur- out. You have a shower curtain, a Dark Tower shower curtain. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't mean I have to read it. I don't need to read to be in the shower. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's going to be playing the character of Roland the Gunslinger, uh, supposedly, and at first I was kind of, lukewarm to the idea but then i then i realized after watching true detective he'd be perfect for it yeah like just grizzled and just he's seen some shit man like <laughs> i think that perfectly sums up roland um and 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 may you said you read you read the first book
1: i read the first book i i enjoyed it a lot so but i read it you know years ago so you know it's hard for me to think back and picture him in a role that i kind of don't remember very well, well unfortunately but i think i think you're right. After seeing him do a more serious role in True Detective, that it, he could probably do a very good job.
0: Yeah, like not like I'm dazed and confused. Like I no. wouldn't want that that guy no. to be in my Roland. But uh. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so it, the the interesting thing is when Stephen King was writing the original stories and the books, he always kind of imagined Clint Eastwood playing the role of Roland. Okay, and it's yeah, like can you see could see it. that. Yeah, but it's like who would? So if you can't get Clint Eastwood in his prime, who would be a good option? And McConaughey kind of fits that. Like he, he has that wiry frame, and kind of he's not your typical like like wide-shouldered leading man type. It's like he, you know, he can look he could look run over. Like, you know,
2: well, Eastwood did more like with Dirty Harry and, and like his westerns and stuff like that. He was a more gruff action heroish type star. And McConaughey is not that, but he's definitely a generational character, not character, ger- generational actor like Eastwood. Like I could see him. Getting into the director's chair like Eastwood is nowadays, and you know, becoming like that kind of iconic uh, actor director.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that's um, I think that's a good, it's a good choice. I now that the movie's well, well the it's supposed to be coming out in uh, 2017, so they need to get this the whole thing moving. Like enough talk because that takes a while to make these movies, you know. So it makes me wonder how soon they're going to pull the trigger and get this going. He had to have been out there fishing for parts, or his
2: agent was, because I know there was a lot of buzz with him a couple weeks ago about Marvel trying to throw something his way for a character. They didn't say what, but they were like, McConaughey turns down a deal to be in a
0: Marvel movie. So Yeah, I be. mean, being a Guardians of the Galaxy, the sequel, versus actually like headlining a franchise that's like an iconic book series like The Dark Tower. I mean, not that McConaughey doesn't have the schedule and time. I'm sure he has. When he, when he wants to something to happen, I'm sure they make the time for him. But that's still... It could be good. I just, it depends on the rest of the casting, because there's a couple other key characters that... I'm not going to get all fanboy, but I, they, I just hope they don't mess up Eddie or some of the other guys around. Because, like, Eddie Eddie Dean is a, he's awesome. I mean, you, need, you need a good smartass that you actually care about kind of character to be that. So, um, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be more news. But I, just, I, I never thought we'd actually see The Dark Tower actually get made. So, until I actually am sitting in the seat in the theater watching it, I'm not going to believe it's actually going to happen. Ooh. Yeah. So... Um, what else do we, we have I don't know if there's any other news that you had jokes I know I had um, actually I had that one one story that you saw the headline of oh trying yeah. to hide news stories yeah. yeah just go over that one I didn't really yeah Maggie really doesn't know about this I, I think you, you'll get a, you know, actually this is not not closer to where you're at but closer than we are um, here's the headline rogue emu captured after 60 days on the lamb in Delaware so <laughs> there was a, a rogue emu just um,
1: traveling the That's countryside glad they caught it those things are dicks <laughs>
0: I just it makes me wonder how a large flightless bird was just like people couldn't find it. It's
2: because he's rogue, man. Yeah. He has skills. Rogues have a particular set of skills.
0: Like, do you think that they set up a roadblock and they're like, "Well, we're looking for a large bird," and it's like, "No, sir, you have a hat and glasses. You're you're welcome through." That's exactly what happened. He just like walked through, and it's like you get a lot of birdseed, sir. And he's like, "Don't ha- don't question me." Like, Why I'm are you gonna- wearing a boa. Yeah, like just. <laughs> he kept hiding his head in the sand below the line of sight for everybody it's like but supposedly what was some of the phrases in here i thought was uh was funny um so it broke free from a petting zoo of course because that's that's what happens right
1: why would you have an emu in a petting zoo they're like velociraptors they like kick your yeah. stomach open don't they yeah <laughs> that's the worst petting zoo animal ever see i didn't
0: know that they're actually oh, that violent they're very dangerous if they kick oh, yeah. you, you're done for so, like, this is what Canadian geese aspire to be, is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty was, much. I watched a I watched a documentary about a guy who, would, like, he would go out and get, like, blood samples from dangerous animals for, okay. for whatever medical research. And emus were, were one of them. Like, they had to do this whole thing where they, they isolated one of them, and then they had to grab it from a certain angle. Otherwise, if it kicked you, you were done for.
0: Like, it um, yes. would just open up. A ton of blood. See, I didn't know that. I just, Cave in your ribs. Whatever. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Yeah, they're, this took a really dark turn. That's what, what I wasn't expecting. That, but uh, there's a, a note here that there was two um, elementary schools on soft lockdown because this thing was nearby. And now this makes me sound like this is like some kind of Hitchcock movie, like where instead of just birds, it's bird, and people are terrified of this thing. You Damn, know? they need to do an emu monster horror movie now.
1: Yeah. It's getting revenge from being locked in a petting zoo. Like like land jaws or
0: something. Land land jaws. Um, And then also they said the last line here was um, there was an agency that um, had asked police to shoot the emu if public safety is at risk. Sounds like clearly it is. I didn't realize that. I was like, why would you just shoot an emu? But um, the person who runs the petting zoo says killing the bird isn't the preferred solution. Of course it's not. It's your property and it got loose for 60 days. so. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. This thing was meandering around Delaware, and then people would probably see it in the distance and then run in terror now that I know that they're a scary bird. We went went for a walk, like,
2: two weeks ago, and this was just over on Lake, and um, literally, like, we were walking down the street, and this deer came around, like, the corner of, like, one of the hedges down by Lake, one of the houses. He looked like he was kind of hurt, but he was kind of limping, but it was just kind of – it was a little scary only because, like, it was an adult male deer – He'd have a crazy rack on him, but like enough that if he ran at us, we would probably. Have gotten There's all way crazier racks going on down the flats. <laughs> like, yeah, but no, it was it's but like animals in general, like it, it, you come across like an emu, like a deer is really kind of not too different. I mean, it could still charge
0: you with its rack, and you know, <laughs> you'd, like you'd be all effed up. So could a the Kardashian. You just want to stay away from that. Yeah, you um, want to stay away from that in general. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so hopefully they don't have to kill the thing. But it sounds like uh, sounds like t- uh, two of the three of us would be okay with that happening. Um, I didn't. So do you think they're going to do like they're going to get Chris Pratt out there to tame it? I don't, see, like, I don't think you should
2: kill it. There's no reason you should kill it. Yeah,
0: I just. but <laughs> Delaware. Like, just, if it's Delaware. been gone for 60 days in Delaware, it's probably been all over Delaware. It's probably visited all the tour stops. That's mm-hmm. probably the
2: most dangerous thing in Delaware. That's why they would, like, <laughs> kill it.
0: <laughs> like, I just. I don't know. It just seemed like it Something was. Something
1: happened in Delaware. That's what, you know, the exciting part.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'd be magically whisked away to such places as. Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> I just watched that like a week ago. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so um, that will do it for news and, and and now we're going to move on to Joe's important super important Star Wars fact. So <laughs> Four weeks, Joe. Four I know, weeks. A, a whole month. Yeah. It's I don't or, know. Can you sleep even now? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you
2: going to lose sleep the day I'm, before, though? I told you. We've talked about this. I'm cautiously
0: optimistic. Yeah. like maybe, I didn't know if you're like staying awake because you're worried about it or because you're excited for it. I'm neither, so okay. I'm like right there. Maggie, are you excited for Star Wars?
1: I am. I actually have a ticket to go with friends on the opening night, so oh, okay.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Good luck getting into that theater and not being like sitting around all the rest of... I don't know. I, I think I'm going to avoid it day one, just because I think it's going to be too bad. Ours busy.
1: are, actually, it shouldn't be too bad, because we got ours ahead of time, and it's reserved seats, so yeah. it shouldn't be like, there shouldn't be, I mean, is there's it, no guarantee, like a mob coming to try to get extra tickets. Is it
0: one of those AMC theaters with the fancy seats? Or, I don't or no? know.
1: I haven't been to this theater in a good couple of years, but I, and I can't remember. It's the one at Tyson's. Corner. Oh. And I tend to avoid that because it's like a huge mall in the DC area that is absolutely insane to try to just get in the parking garage. So, and it's a mall. So, yeah,
0: you know, just avoid <laughs> it.
1: Well, you yeah, have
0: reserve seating, so that's good because I don't know if I would be able to go just like first come, first serve yeah. to Star Wars right now. I was now. kind
1: of roped into it. My friend was like, Do you want these tickets? And I was like, Yeah, if you can get them. And she's like, Okay, bought them. And I was like, Where is it? And she told me, and I was like, Oh no, we're going to have to go like four hours early. But hopefully. Oh it won't be too bad because of the reserve seating.
0: Yeah, that's good. So um, so Joe has like 37 tickets. Yeah, I have a ton of tickets. But no, I did AMC. <laughs> are they
1: all for you? Or are you going to see it 37 times? Yeah, I'm
0: just, no, I'm just, everybody, I have like a whole bubble
2: around yeah, just me. Like I bought all away. these seats, like get away. I'm going to be in costume. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any of you to ruin this. No, um, I did AMC uh, reserve seating too because I, I've done movies where it's like you show up and it's like, Oh, good luck yeah. finding a seat. And then you got to hold it. And then people are like, is somebody sitting here? But be like, look at your ticket. <laughs> so, right. That's why I'm not worried about it. Right. So what's your what's your Star Wars fact? So my Star Wars fact is actually kind of Easter eggs. So, And they'll tie this into a little bit Episode 7. So Abrams is directing Episode 7. Um, and Star Wars has popped up in other movies. Uh, a lot of them are uh, other um, uh, Lucas movies. Or actually Spielberg movies, no. But mostly Spielberg stuff. Okay. But there was an uh, R2-D2 does make a small cameo in Abrams' Star Trek. Yeah,
0: he's it, in the debris field. He's at in the, the debris field. Yeah.
2: Um, so I thought that was interesting that Abrams threw him in there, and now he's directing Star Wars. Uh, a couple of other Easter eggs that they've had, like um, I think Indiana Jones is probably the biggest one. There's two. Uh, there's one in Temple of Doom when in the opening sequence that club he's at is actually called Club Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, the second one is there's a hieroglyph in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And if you look when he's got the Ark of the Covenant and he's looking at it, there's like this gold pillar next to him and there's a R2-D2 and C3-P on it. Yeah. And the hieroglyphics. Yep. yep. And you can, you can kind of barely make it out if you miss it. But, um, that's, uh, and then Yoda, a kid dressed up in a Yoda costume in E.T., and i remember like when et yeah. e. et sees him um et recognizes him as uh, as yoda yeah and they actually kind of tie that back into yeah cause in, um, a, Menace. in
0: yeah cuz they, 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 they have et's a, a part of the republic yep which They're is like the, real quick yeah. you see et's and you see uh, a willow oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: so and then the other cool thing like easter eggs which i think was cool was um they put um, uh, the outrider which is dash Rendar's ship which is expanded universe I know I don't really talk about a lot of expanded universe stuff, but there was a book called Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, you lost me. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there,
0: was a, there was a book in between uh, Jedi and, and Empire. Well, they based the part of that Dark Force Rising game, 64, uh, off of that
2: stuff, right? Yeah, because okay. you play Dash Rendar. But they actually put his ship in the um, the digital re-release, uh, okay. leaving Moss Eisley. So it's the exact same ship in the game and the the design and everything like so that.
0: so they actually kind of still have kept that it's canon right because i mean you technically see the ship. yeah so
2: yeah. eat that disney but you know because they're all about wiping canon down and trying to make whatever's canon but
0: that, that's a question um for you maggie because i know like just in the sense of like you got star wars everybody loves star wars and then when they when disney bought it they're like oh well the movies are canon and then the stuff that we kind of make is canon but all the other stuff that's been going on for 30 years nope so I mean like not that you're the biggest Star Wars fan like versus like Joe or other people we know how does that kind of feel to be like everything you know is kind of like eh, that doesn't count anymore
1: like even the original movies well the, the original, original movies trilogy?
0: that's all that's all considered canon but yeah. like, okay. like all the books that like they, they call it the extended universe or expanded universe like there's mm-hmm. comics there was um other things too like that's all been kind of like oh well that's all legends now that isn't actually part of the actual canon of the the series it's 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 an odd choice
1: yeah, I mean, I, I guess I understand, though, why they would do that, because, I mean, I don't know if, you know, there I know from just walking through a bookstore that there are a ton of the extended universe books and whatnot, you know, who's been keeping track of, you know, any sort of discrepancies in that, you know, <laughs> how do you, how would you organize it? How would you choose what is, you know, canon and what isn't from that? So yeah. it's kind of, I think they're avoiding, you know...
0: Well, that, I think they're also trying to lay the groundwork for saying any movie we make doesn't have to adhere to all this future stuff right. that they wrote.
1: Because so. it's a lot of stuff, and, you know, it's it, it did come, you know, after the original film, so I don't know. I think it, was I nice. think it makes some sense.
2: Lucas, Lucas did use some expanded universe for the prequels, which was kind of cool. Okay. Like, like Kashyyyk and Coruscant were not, uh, were originally... Uh, thought up by other novelists and things like that
0: okay well it, there you go i was just, I, I stand corrected i did i was just i was just curious about people's thoughts and now now we know so there,
2: i thought oh, it'd it, be cool if disney would pull some of it in there it doesn't have to be like the whole workings it would be neat to. does see.
1: disney include the prequels as canon yeah yeah uh, okay
0: yeah (laughs) yeah we're stuck with some of that stuff (laughs) but like the whole
2: expanded universe like there's uh like Han and Leia obviously they have kids in the expanded universe yeah they have like three kids and that's a big thing for a lot of people that read a lot of those books and then um like Luke's wife is a big deal in the books and then they're not even probably going to touch on that but those are like some really big characters
0: Hmm. just make sure Mandalorians are still part of the Regular lore and I'm happy. They should.
2: They should be. Yeah,
0: because Mandalorians are badass. So that's, it's always. That, you know. Yeah,
2: Mandalorians are a lot of
0: fun. Like I wish they would bring in like the Knights of the Old Republic and say, "Hey, you guys are cool. You got that 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 stuff's still canon because that those games <laughs> are a lot of fun." But all right, so any other bonus Star Wars facts? Or are we good? No. no I think we're good. Okay, now onto this. And now
1: for our feature presentation.
0: Aka Jessica Jones comes out actually on Friday, so we're doing this on Wednesday. So you got day and a half to try to sleep before you binge watch.
2: I don't um, think I'm going to binge watch it. Yeah.
0: I binge watched. I watched Daredevil quite quite a bit. D- Daredevil, it, um, it sucked up like it, like I was like I'll watch one episode, but and then and then like fish like fish were dying. I wasn't feeding pets. Plants were dying. I don't know what was going on.
2: But I feel like as soon as like it gets my it gets its claws in me, I probably will because I know it's coming out this weekend. I'm trying to think of anything to do this weekend. That I could just sit down and watch like a bunch of TV, but um, I like I read some of Alias, which I know they wanted to go with the Alias title, but I'm I'm sure they probably didn't do that because ABC slash Disney already has the show Alias, the show yeah. Alias, yeah. and they didn't want to like you know confuse people with that, so they just went with Jessica Jones. But her first appearance was in the Alias comics, which uh, Brian Michael Bendis wrote in 2001. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time Jessica Jones made it in the Marvel Universe. And we were talking about this earlier. He always has a way of introducing a character. that, And when he does, he makes it seem like they've been there forever. And it kind of confuses the reader a little bit. Yeah. He, he did that with the century and he did that. Because when I was reading Alias, it was like she had photos of her hanging out with the Avengers. And when she was Jewel, and she had her pink hair. And it was like, it was like okay, this is you back in the day with the Avengers, but this is your first appearance in
0: comics. So. Yeah. So, um, Maggie, did you watch Daredevil at all, or no?
1: I have watched most of the episodes. Okay. I started it out, I watched a few episodes, I took a huge break, and then now I've been trying to catch up. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, did that's you did I... you like what you saw? Because I mean, I know that's like I know it feels like there's certain like uh, things that come out. Everyone's like, did you watch it? Like sometimes there's the, the requirement of watching something versus wanting to watch it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. So like, did you did you like what you saw? I mean, I, I thought I, thought I like should. it.
1: Yeah. I I've enjoyed it. Um, I think I don't know if it's just because I was unfamiliar with the character from the comic or um, the character Fisk. Maybe it's the acting style. Is he supposed to be that annoying? I don't know. <laughs> But <laughs> it's just I, I like the yeah. the acting of what's Vincent D'Onofrio, oh. um, and like the gruff voice. It's like he's got like a fat dude's Batman voice. That's not really nice to say. But <laughs> like,
0: fat man, he was he was fat man.
2: No, I thought I. I mean, the character is a lot like that. He's you know the kingpin of crime, and he's 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 dirty. a little over the top. Yeah, he is kind of over the yeah. top. Like D'Onofrio he He looks the part a lot, like the like the character is always drawn like way out of proportion, like he's like almost like a square yeah um Shit. but because like, I remember well, a good job with that what's his name <laughs> um uh Michael Clark Duncan, Michael Clark him Duncan played him, and like just his physical stature is always kind of like a key thing for the character's image. But like the way that he acts, yeah, I thought D'Onofrio did a really good job of playing like an evil crime boss.
0: Yeah, so with Jessica Jones, this this is like I mean, it's all the Marvel universe, so meaning like the Disney Marvel stuff, right? So. This is, she's going to exist in the same, probably the same neck of New York as Daredevil, like Hell's Kitchen area. Yeah, it's supposed um, to be
2: around Hell's Kitchen.
0: And in this one, she is a private detective, which she was in the comics too, but she was also a journalist as well, mm-hmm. which is interesting because after reading a, a lot about her and how Bendis is known, like he he's known now for a lot of Marvel, but his big, big thing was writing Ultimate Spider-Man. And how a lot of Jessica Jones' story kind of follows, like, oh, covered in radioactive stuff, now has powers. It's kind of socially awkward as a reporter. It's like, Bendis, you already... He loves (laughs) him some Um, (laughs) Spider-Man.
2: Well, actually, Jessica Jones' character, she went to school with Peter Parker. Yeah. And uh, her backstory, you know, she had a crush on him. And I think, like, uh, she got her powers from some weird accident that wasn't directly related to his, but... She um, got bit by like a radioactive private investigator yeah. or something. And, yeah. and then actually, I read that he originally wanted to have Spider Woman be the focus for Alias. Okay. Like Jessica Drew. But then something didn't line up right. And whatever they were doing with Spider Woman, he just kind of threw it out and he just created a whole new character with Jessica
0: Jones. Okay, so and the reason we're mentioning this, other than being excited for the show, like I, I will not be able to binge watch it this weekend because I'll be on the road and I'll be frustrated the entire time that I just can't sit and watch TV. <laughs> um, I'll get to it and I'm sure once we wrap it up, we'll talk about it more. I just thought it was important and this is why I asked Maggie to be on the show too because it's like, I think it's important that this is like, um, though DC beat Marvel to the punch just by a hair by having Supergirl on TV. And also, I know Marvel had Agent Carter, but that was kind of like a, even though it's an ongoing series, it's like eight episodes. And they called it an event series as opposed to like a full blown like. Oh, they like, didn't decide to do an Arrow thing and just order five hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where it's like season one, six hundred episodes. Um, like, I, I guess I mean, maybe Agent Carter was there first, but I mean, she feels like like um, she was a byproduct of Captain America, but she was already the, the self realized, self confident person, but living in a world in which she was trying to break through by having her peers accept her for being capable. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and that's, that's an interesting, because being set in like the forties is interesting with that kind of, that kind of bit. But that feels to me like, not that that's the easy way to go, but it seems like that's the obvious way to go with the character to start. Always. It's like, oh, you gotta have the woman prove that she's can be there with the men and, and whatever. It's like, so it makes me interested to see with this uh, Jessica Jones. It's like, that's not the same thing. No, it's not.
2: Yeah. And Jessica Jones is, is a, is an interesting character. like, from the get when I read Alias, I was like, "She's she's
1: pretty dark.
0: Like, yeah, kind of flawed. Like she so, gets
2: drunk a lot.
0: <laughs> are you are you angry, Maggie? Are you throwing your computer around right um, now? Is that what's going on? No, like, I'm, um, I'm angry at this discussion. A cat,
1: a cat came by and it, he almost ripped my headset off. Because <laughs> he like got caught on the um, wire and he's trying to get into a bag that has food in it. So this is this is my life. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> so uh, how do you feel in terms of like? I mean, like uh, clearly. Um, you know you you consume media what i guess the question is like it always seems like there's all these stories about guys that have very different parts of their lives and it's like you can explore things but it always seems to be a lot of times with women it's always like they they're the 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 stock story is they always have to prove that they're Mm -hmm. like the same as or better than that always seems to be like the first bit and i don't know if that that feels a little antiquated now yeah
1: yes i mean unfortunately it still happens um but i I am excited for jessica jones especially the more that like you know i talked to you about it paul and i talked to a friend of mine about it who's very into comics and very familiar with jessica jones and just telling me about how you know dark the story is and it's not your typical you know superhero lady story um (laughs) but you know you did remind me of um you know because i am a um wet blanket feminazi um feminist um killjoy um
0: (laughs) meaning that you're a feminist but you're also like you're like oh is that what you mean
1: it's like like, you know when (laughs) people are joking around and they like say something they shouldn't i'm the one that kills the fun because i'm like you really shouldn't say that
0: um, (laughs) oh that's why we've been friends for years i always make the appropriate comment you're like you should calm down
1: there have been some you know issues that are still present you know that like i hope it doesn't seem like it seems like you know Jessica Jones is really promising hopefully it won't break my heart but you know that you know I've been following in the news and you know sort of have annoyed me and one of them you know I think we talked a little bit about um the headlines that have come up about you know various toy lines especially particularly the Disney licensed toy lines for like Age of Ultron that there was a big backlash because um I think I looked it up there were of 60 licensed Marvel slash Disney toys for um, Age of Ultron. Only three of those 60 had um, featured Black Widow in any way. So, you know, a lot of people, even I think Mark Ruffalo tweeted that um, he would like, a Black Widow toy for his nieces. Can you please put one out there? You know, you don't want to get um, him angry.
0: You don't want to get you don't no, want to get Mark Buffalo angry.
1: No, no, um, obviously not. Um, so, in, in, and I think and I couldn't find this article, but I remember reading. Our, it was probably on one of the Gawker sites. But there was everybody remembers the scene in Age of Ultron where Black Widow is sort of dumped out of that ship on her motorbike and you know drives away like it ain't no thing. And, and, and picks um, up the, his, I think the they shield. had a toy yeah. of that. Basically, it was like the big ship and the motorbike that comes out of the ship except instead of black widow it was it was iron man on the motorbike (laughs) which made absolutely no sense because he can fly um so it was just one of those big what moments like why why you know why can't you make her but um and actually there's an article on the mary sue that um was written by a former employee of marvel when they did the transition to disney and how like the marketing just completely shifted to like this they were concerned about the female focus and then they completely weren't because they were like we got the female market down we got disney princesses we're okay
0: yeah that does seem um, a bit odd that they had superheroes they had princesses well a lot of kids
2: are starting to like like younger girls are even starting to gravitate towards like superheroes. Like I, yeah, I went to and a I think concert. that's why
1: people are starting to speak up and you know.
2: I like I went to a concert this year and like I, these people. There's an older couple standing in front of us and I had my Captain America shirt on, and they were like, "Oh, that's a cool shirt," blah blah blah, and they started talking to us and they're like, "He's like, you know what? My daughter loves watching Captain America." I'm like, "That's really cool." He's like, "Yeah," and he didn't really say anything like about how you know like the toys and things like that, but that just shows that like you know girls are gravitating towards non-princessy things. Yeah, but
0: that's right. a weird thing because it still seems like there's that, like almost like that counter reaction where you're getting, and this is not what I would talk about, but you get like like the brats with the Z yeah. and all that stuff where that's still like this Those weird. Those
1: are frightening by the way. They yeah. are,
0: they are. But but you still almost get that, that almost like counter reaction of like, well, no, no, we got to have princesses still. And it's like,
1: mm-hmm. and, and I
0: was telling Joe about this, like whenever um, a Brave came out, um, there was a big deal about I think her name's Merida. I think yeah. that's the name of the, mm-hmm. the girl in that. And uh, and maybe you know, maybe I was telling you about it, Maggie. How like when they try to incorporate her into the Disney princess like pantheon, they actually um, they changed her look. They made her more. They made her less tomboyish. Yeah, they made her look that. more like an actual like 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 no not not an actual princess because she is a princess. I mean that's the yeah. whole thing, right? Because her dad
2: was a king. Yeah, like and, and king but people
0: were like kind of bent. It's like. She was fine the way she was. Why did you have to do that? It's like, and I agree with that. It just, I, it's, it's interesting because you don't see these same type of conversations about, um, about like guy superheroes or guy like guy perceptions. I mean, there's always going to be the Rob Liefeld pecs on pecs on pecs oh, and, and the ridiculous like I don't you know, know what body shapes. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think he's ever actually seen a human body. <laughs> he seems um, like a cool guy, but I just could not rip, I, I yeah. have to rip on him a bottle. <laughs> so, I mean, because you got, like, the Superman ideal where it's, like, this huge, like, chiseled everything, right? And But you don't see guys, like, I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's uh-huh. not the same type of discussion, you know? And I don't know what that, I, I just, it feels like, it feels uh-huh. like there's fragments from society that have been around for a long time, and they, they kind of perk up at odd moments when people make these decisions. Yeah. So, um, but in terms of like, uh, female empowerment, uh, so you got Jessica Jones, um, which she like, at least in the comics, like she was like, I can, I could punch through walls. I can fly. Kinda. She even admitted that she wasn't really good at landing. She doesn't like flying. Yeah.
2: She's like, of like, I, I kinda, yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? Kinda? <laughs>
0: but it's like, but she would rather just be a private eye and get paid and just like put food on the table because she just felt like she didn't have that gear. That like like Captain America had yeah. to to be like well this is to be a symbol to be somebody right and that's it, a very real like like acknowledgement where it's like this person has this this uh, this gift I guess you'd call it and be like you know what guys I have it but. That doesn't mean I have to go do this. Right. And that's very different, you know?
2: That's what I liked when I was reading it. It kind of gives you a perspective. Like, every single person who has powers is either a supervillain or a superhero. There's never anybody who's like, you know what? I just want to be a barista. Who cares if I can turn invisible? (laughs) Like, I'm an invisible barista. It's like,
1: (laughs) there's more of a gray area where, you know, maybe I want to, right, be a barista or be an accountant or something.
2: She can bench press a car, but, like, she's like, I just want to do this. And, like, she has a conversation with Captain America in the Mm -hmm. comics, and he asks her, he's like, You know, why don't you want to do what we do? And she's like, You know what? I don't think I'm a hero. She's like, Just because I have all these powers, you know, nobody ever thinks, like, powers doesn't mean you have to do something with them. Even though Spider Man's big thing is. Great, great power, power comes great responsibility. Yeah. That's his thing, you know. That's well, and great also that he showing
0: responsibility for like what she acknowledges her her own personal like limit of like you know what I can't put myself out emotionally like this. Mm-hmm. Which in the series, like uh, which we see in the trailers, you got uh, uh, David Tennant playing uh, Kilgrave, aka the Purple Man, um, who can talk to people, make them do whatever he wants. Which the flip side of that, it's going to be interesting that this guy who like claim to fame, big big claim to fame, is being the Doctor, where he's very charismatic loving guy that always has a companion that he convinces to go do these things. And now he's playing a villain where he, he has a companion. He's convincing him to do these things. I think we're getting a dark doctor who, I think that's what's happening. That's my, that's my guess. You're going to see him come out of a telephone booth and just mess stuff up. I don't so know. I'm looking for it. I like <laughs>
2: David Tennant. Like he's a very charismatic actor. And I think, He's going to make that villain stand out even, even more than he does in the comics because the purple man in the comics, it was more, just more frightening because he could just tell you what to do and you have to do it. And he was purple. And he
0: was yeah, that's purple. what I was gonna ask. I was like, yeah. I heard
1: he was actually purple, like purple yeah. skin. Yeah. I don't
0: think they're doing that in this. I think no, kinda, yeah. no. Which I mean, I get that there's certain limitations in terms of like believability in terms of effects. I guess so. It's like give me a like, like Daredevil for the first like first thirteen episodes, he didn't wear he didn't wear the regular suit. He was, he was just a n- blind ninja guy running yeah, around. Yeah, black outfit up. with a bandana. Yeah. yeah. So um, th- that brings up an interesting point too, with like to get into not Doctor Who in full, but there is that that relationship of the doctor and the companion and the companion's normally female because the doctor's normally male, which they 've said that that doesn 't always have to be that way, but it has always <laughs> been and it 's always like i don 't want to say it 's always codependent but there 's always an expectation of like there's like with the exception of a couple uh, companions it 's always like this it 's a weird relationship and it it's is. always and the always, girls are always there to compliment the doctor and not necessarily you know
1: that is the big yeah. complaint I think with um, I'm not as familiar with the TV shows, but at least with a lot of the Marvel movies, is that Black Widow and other, you know, you see other female characters, is that they're there to prop up the male characters or to mother them in some way, or, you know, pick up after them, well, whatever. even that
0: scene you mentioned with the toy line, when she's riding the motorcycle, she's picking up Captain America's shield, and she's like, I'm always picking up after you boys.
1: Exactly, and yeah. It's yeah.
0: Like, why does that, I mean, it was a funny line, and she said it well, but why well, is that always the connotation?
2: And I know, like, and I don't know why we didn't use the vehicle of this i know a lot of people were upset like after that scene she had gotten captured and then um what's his name banner comes and he he rescues her from they they were like why did she have to you know fall into the damsel in distress like uh yeah. like role and she got captured by the villain and i have
1: heard some um point. like you know alternate you know one of the writers that was, you know, more of a feminazi like myself, um, was actually saying, you know, she did kind of fall into that, you know, damsel in distress, but while she was there, she kind of, like, figured out how to contact the Avengers and kind of saved herself. So it wasn't, like, that's the true. worst damsel in distress situation, from what I remember, but well, it like, is still, you know.
0: So I guess that's the thing, is, like, I uh, so you you um, obviously consume a lot of, of media. Like, what, what are your favorite, like... um not, I, I hate the, I don't I don't want to use the word role model because I mean I think we're all adults now we don't have to have like oh I look I look up to this person like I always want to be Spider Man but Spider Man is not my role model yeah, but uh like is there like strong female characters or not even strong I hate even using that in connotation are there <laughs> female characters that you like a lot that you feel are well developed and presented in an interesting way that doesn't have to apologize for being a female character like uh,
1: the first that always pops in my head that I mean probably because I have been watching it since I was a child, is Ellen Ripley. Oh, Um, yeah. That's a big one. So, and I mean, even, especially, you know, even in, you know, 70s and 80s when that, those movies came out, you know, you didn't get that, you know, strong female character a lot of the time.
0: It was like her and Sarah Connor in the second Terminator movie, not the first one. James Cameron, oddly enough, yeah. Yeah, You're right, I forgot, yeah. yeah. Um, no, Ellen Ripley, yeah, like that. She's she's one of my favorites too. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I know you and I talked about Katniss for like a hot second the other night too. Right, I, 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 Katniss so she, is
1: <laughs> is hard though because you know she's a strong character, but she's also kind of insufferable at times. Like yes, so she which you can appreciate because she's not this perfect hero, but also there's a point where it's like just shut the fuck up. Um.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like even in like um, the even the books longer games, which I'm sure like, I've only seen the first movie cause I've been waiting for the people to catch up. I, um, there's, there's this thing where, um, they kind of end up like marginalizing her after she proves that she can kick ass. They're like, we just want you to be a figurehead for the war and, and stay behind and show like a, like a media blitz of like we're we're winning and it's like they actually don't let her fight anymore
2: i've i've seen and one hunger Games. well so I, i'm like not really I, 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 I hope i'm not
0: ruining it for you but it's just like <laughs> no you're fine it, I'm it's not. interesting that she isn't like she's purposely written to be a strong character and then she's taken completely out of the fight that she actually wants to have because they'd rather her be just a figurehead and it's it's, it's are you talking about the people in the movie or the Writers. Well, I mean, the, the whole story. Like, like okay. whenever she joins, the, there's a resistance that they join. They make her the Mockingjay, and you know, like she. They basically just film her. They they basically do reality TV with her. They keep her from the front lines, and they in just the, they, they stage in fights the book and
2: stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm am re- remembering that right? Correct. I mean, I think that's what I think that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I so do you think like Kat like if I if I was a twelve year old girl, which you know I've always wished that I was, <laughs> um, like, do you think that she's a good a good um, female like not role model but like character to look up to if you're a young girl and you're trying to find like things that you like and heroes that you can relate to?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think she is. Um, like, there's nothing that comes to my mind that's you know that I can recall that's you know really peeved me about that. Along gender lines, but I do appreciate that whole series in that, you know, the men and the women that are fighting in the arena, you know, are pretty, like, even the ones that are, you know, very old or very young are all, you know, pretty equal contenders. They all have, you know, their abilities that they highlight, and, you know, no one's any better or worse than the others. You know, I don't remember any, you know, damsels in distress, basically, so it is kind of cool where, like, completely level, even playing field between the characters and a variety of them.
0: Yeah. So um, is there, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's there's more to talk about here in the sense that like uh, you you have a show like Mad Men that definitely, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, we can laugh because Don Draper is, you know, he's a complicated man, right? But <laughs> it's like you have, it's also one of those shows where it, it shows like, um, it it tried not to flinch at showing how the workplace was, how men acted, how women acted. But even the women were aware of like what was supposed to be, presentable in society they found ways to influence and have their own power and it was interesting because like there were some really like in-depth characters there that were shackled by what society expected them to do and Ooh. um i think that was an interesting glance and even even then it still gave you the opportunity to see that like yeah they unfortunately a lot of these girls are going to be secretaries until someone finally decides they can do other things and or or they themselves can stand up and say, "Hey, we can do other things." Um,
1: I think the existence of that show in itself kind of and people's reactions to it showed that we still have a lot of work to do as far <laughs> as gender equality. Because I had so many friends who are women, uh, straight women on Facebook who'd be like, "Don Draper is so dreamy," and I'm like, "Don Draper is an asshole." Yeah, you know? he is. he's not something to aspire to. And it's funny how like you know I think Paul and I were talking about how Don Draper sleeps around with women, he's a complete jerk and a drunk, and he's looked at as this like someone to look up to but if you know a woman does that she's a slut and you know yeah horrible so we still look at that without even realizing it and think oh don draper he's this mysterious you know strong character or whatever you know yeah so it's kind of disappointing but eye-opening at the same time
0: well but then you got somebody like um like cersei lannister in game of thrones who she used her position like, like, I mean, basically, she knew what she wanted to be, so she married, uh, you know, Robert Baratheon just to to be queen, and she used her position as being a woman. And I don't used, think and, she had
1: much of a choice to marry Robert Baratheon. So did she, she
0: didn't, but you know, she, I mean, she, even as much as she gripes about having to be queen, she definitely flaunts that ability in everybody's oh, yeah. face all the time. You know, so uh, and she's scary, but she's also really compelling. And I think that's then that world's different in the sense that I mean it's it, I, I talk about Mad Men I talk about Game of Thrones, but women also have their roles there too. But there's some really crazy power shifts that go on because they're the ones mm-hmm. that make the decisions and they and they pull the strings, but people aren't aware of it.
1: Yeah, I think that is kind of you know, I think what was it that George R. R. Martin based it off of the War of the Roses? Or? Yes,
0: I think that's I think you're right. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean that was how it is. It, it still is. You know, women have to you know especially back then they had no um, outward powers you, you, you they the War of the Roses not back pull then the like, strings from behind the scenes you not, know not like
0: Game of Thrones time you're not like you're not saying back then in Game of Thrones time but back no then I'm either. not saying back
1: then in Game of Thrones time it is not actual history <laughs> No, what's funny is at work, you know, I have colleagues in London and we um, chat on a Slack channel. And so one new guy in London, we were talking about something and I don't know how it came up, but we started talking to him about, you know, British stuff. And he's like, he's like, no, Game of Thrones isn't our actual history. (laughs) and So Um. like, wait, what? You know, Robert wasn't king. (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) I would be way more interested in British history if it was like Game of Thrones, where you give me dragons and fire. I mean, a lot
1: of it kind of was, you know.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Joe, you're gonna? Oh no, I was
2: just—I to say I've only seen like three episodes of Mad Men.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Don Draper is kind of a jerk. I I, I, just—spoiler alert—I didn't. No, I'm
2: well familiar with a couple of the characters, but (laughs) I I just—I watched like three episodes and I couldn't get into it.
0: Oh. I it's I think it's worth watching but it's a little rough. Um so um I guess uh, not not to to wrap up the discussion cuz I mean I, there's a lot to unpack there's a lot to talk about I'm sure but like you you mentioned that you like Ellen Ripley um and that we talked about like Katniss and you know her I always joke that when I'm reading game not game of thrones when I'm reading Hunger Games and any Katniss's dialogue I always end up reading in a Christian Bale Batman voice cuz it always feels like that she's that serious the entire time <laughs> she's like you know yeah. I, I I think it's hard
1: for me to, like, actually, you know, get some productive conversation about um, The Hunger Games because I was so disappointed in the final book. I was just not (laughs) happy with it. So it's like, Katniss is a strong character, and I'm like, I guess. I just was so mad at the final book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, Joe, when you go around to watch the movies, maybe they'll make the ending better in the movie than they do in the book. The books are kind of, I I don't think I'm going
2: to, I don't know. I, I (laughs) I think it's one of those movie series that it's like, if I was, like, super bored i would watch because <laughs> i watched the first one and i was like kind of disappointed
0: by it oh well so. i don't know like the books are, are, are easy read to breeze through you well, know like you're able to I, heard, through.
2: I talked to somebody at work about it like because i watched it because she's a big hunger games fan and so uh, i was like i was like so i'm like i didn't get this and i'm like you know she's like well if, if you read the book and i'm like well i know that all the books are always better and i was just like i felt like they didn't portray like some of the stuff that made me interested in the characters as much as they probably
0: would in the book. Okay. So, um, is there any other like current like media out there that you, that you dig that is, um, you know, I don't, not not pro female. I, I, I don't know how to phrase that. How do you phrase that? Well, like, you know, like well developed, well, you know, like, like you don't because again I like I watch shows, I don't think twice about the male characters like are they portrayed well like I watched Arrow, and it's like, oh, there's Stephen Amell using the salmon ladder, you know um being a hottie with a bow and arrow like I don't question his motivation, it's just I kind of accept the character and he he does he is developed over the seasons, you know, but I didn't really I didn't overthink it
2: well, I think arrow's a good example of that because there's a mishmash of like a lot of female characters in that,
0: yeah. Which, I don't know if you've watched the Arrow, Maggie, but, like... They're... I have
1: watched some. It was hard for me to get into, I think. It's a little um,
0: soap opera at the start. It, it still kind of stays there. That yeah, way. that's better.
1: why, you know, and I am I was still on, and I, that's why I laughed at your, you know, they ordered 500 episodes, because I felt like, you know, I was told that it gets better, but there's so many episodes in the first season, I'm like, and when does it get better? Yeah. <laughs> it's because I keep watching, and I'm like, I don't know, you know, that soap opera, it's think- hard for me to get past that and take it seriously, Halfway. But- like-
2: through the second season is when it, I finally was like, okay, this is a pretty decent show. Cause yeah. the, the first season they were still trying to be yeah, to around be, episode 80. When it starts CW getting crap, <laughs> like, like lay too much drama. Like I, I really don't care that you've, you know, do you still like laurel or you're you're still like you know in love with this person, or oh you think this
0: Don Rae? Draper sleeps around um Oliver Queen pretty much slept with everybody on that show at one point or another. It's just like <laughs> it's
1: including his mother,
0: probably I don't know oh well to him yeah, there's probably a flashback we haven't seen yet where pretty that's sure, happened you yeah. know <laughs> like the
2: only person I can think of is that one Japanese lady that was married to his we
0: don't, don't know, know that though there could be yeah a there there flashback. could be
2: yeah like. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Nyssa, too. Like, you know, they got married, but
0: uh, he, he sleeps with the the Lazarus pit. You know, he, just, <laughs> he sleeps with that. It's, it's like a hot tub brings people back to life. I'm gonna sleep with that. Right. Um, no, so uh, speaking of the CW, and I think this is maybe this would be a good way to to wrap this up and move on to our our awesome game that we have. Um, so, Maggie, have you watched Crazy Ex Girlfriend or no?
1: I have not. I, and I, I probably I, man. You know, you're pointing out all these things that I haven't gotten around to that would have been great. For me, for this show in particular. Well, I talked to you about this <laughs> now last I'm night, mad.
0: so now you had 24 hours to watch all of that. So I don't know yeah. why you didn't do it. No, I, um,
1: I had to sleep and go to work.
0: So Joe, have you watched any Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I know I've mentioned it to you before. I you have not. No, I don't know what it is. Like, so you don't know it. Okay, so Rachel Bloom, who uh, she actually had a number of like uh, like popular YouTube videos. She's kind of a comedian. She did. She had friends that oh, wait, were in, wait,
2: like, No, no, no. You, I remember this. You told me about this. Yeah.
0: She, she moved to like. She was a, new, a, a lawyer in New York, career. moves to California yeah. to be close to like this one guy that she had, had a relationship with in like band camp years ago. But then, so she quits at this like high profile, like law firm. Cause she's not happy. goes to this, like, you know just questionable section of California to become a lawyer she 's like, "Oh, I just happen to be here, and all and Josh is here as well so she 's kind of stalking him, but the interesting thing about the show is they don 't shy away from the fact that she really has some some serious relationship issues, not as in like haha there are issues it's like no, she has real difficulties with with relationships, and there is like it looks like there's some like chemical imbalance thing going on there, and it 's not a negative it 's just this is the character that she is and but the the show it's an hour long show but like there 's usually two musical numbers in it, and they 're always varied and it 's always funny. So imagine if you took like the idea of what glee should have been and apply it to a show that 's actually funny with like it 's actually a substance and it has awesome musical bits like i I really like the show a lot. I am not the target market, and I just I think that might i 'm not saying oh girls will like it because it 's a girl with relationship issues it 's like no she. It, it's it's like it's a different exploration where it's a little bit more realistic aside from the musical numbers about how people interact with each other
1: yeah I don't know if I can watch that I kind of hate musicals
0: it's funny like I think you <laughs> like i Give it a chance and the, and the songs are like what a couple minutes and then you are right on to the next funny bits. I I would recommend it. I think like a show like that and then like I know there's that show that Jane the Virgin that people talked a lot about that I have not seen. But um, I get maybe am I secretly a teenage girl? I think I'm watching a lot of CW now. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. I'm
1: beginning to question. The yeah, entire like I have
0: ponytails now. What happened? I don't know. And now I have braces. These are like all yeah. shows I've heard in passing that I probably oh. would
2: never check out. Sorry. <laughs> you, know, I,
0: you know, it just took me turning 37 just to watch all the, the shows that the young 20-something females watch. I still have like a ton of TV backed up. That <laughs> there's no way I can add. I'm
1: constantly on a backlog. That's why I haven't seen a lot of these CW um, shows. And like, you know, I started Agent Carter and I never, you know, finished it because I feel like I'm always, you know, five years behind everyone yeah. else with television.
0: Well, did you did you finish Parks and Rec? Yes, you, I did. Okay. Of course. So Leslie Nope, there you go. That's that's yep. uh, that's a great character.
1: She's amazing.
0: Yeah, and she never let anybody ever tell her she couldn't do something, and she would just do it. And she'd always I don't I, I don't know if Leslie Nope would ever exist in real life, but I really hope that she would. Oh. But I like that, like um, Amy Poehler just pretty much took that show and just made it like the celebration of like that. There's only a handful of shows that celebrate. Joy the entire time, and that show is nothing but funny. Like it's actually, it's it's not dark like The Office. The Office got really dark at times. Parks Don and Rec. Meagle
1: is my spirit animal.
0: Yes, yeah. So Joe, did you finish Parks and Rec? Oh yeah, I finished. Okay, it. yeah. Treat yourself. Uh, anyway. Treat yourself. <laughs> um. So. Uh. Yeah. No. Just um. I was just trying to think of a way to put a pin in it, but I was trying to think of some good female. You know, Leslie it's the perfect one. I, I think that's a good right. way to, to end that. Or Liz Lemon from Thirty Rock. That's another good one um which is funny because they're like their best friends they need to do a show together as Liz Lemon and you know um Leslie yeah you nut. know I'm
1: trying to think of more you know but a lot of the stuff that I watch is weird or it's like a period piece where like women just aren't treated well anyway so
0: do you watch Downton Abbey because I don't watch that I, oh, not, yeah. not because I'm against that, I just haven't watched it um <laughs> is, is another one of those things where it's like oh women are stuck in the basement and the men are upstairs partying <laughs> and being I mean, polite they do gentlemen. a good
1: job of you know depicting how they were treated, but making the characters really um, fleshed out
0: okay. um, so. and how
1: they dealt with, with that, you know, cause like you said, like even in game of Thrones and how in history they have to be pretty creative to get their influence out there.
0: Yeah. So um, after all this, this wonderful, serious conversation that we've had, I, I got, to, I got to, got to play a game with you guys. Um, and we got, we got some, some wonderful sound for that. And then we'll go into the game here. So Maggie, you, you, I think you'll have fun with this. I know Joe, is gonna be a little he's gonna be challenged by some of this too, so
2: I don't really told you I don't remember much of the the glow. Yeah, so So, uh, I just remember (laughs) the the acronym that was about it.
0: Yeah. So here we go. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. So we had to have, like, pro wrestling music after that, like, talking about, okay. oh, Jessica Jones and, and, you know, women. And it's like, oh, pro wrestlers. We've got to throw that in there. Um, so are lady pro wrestlers. Well, th- that's funny that you say that, Maggie. So here's <laughs> the game we're going to play because there was a wrestling um, uh, thing out there called the Gorgeous, lady of, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling or GLOW. Okay. They were around for, like, five years in, like, the late 80s, I think, yeah, early it 90s. Yeah, like, late 80s. Um, so I'm going to play the game now between you and Joe. Is this name is a glow wrestler or a villain, a female villain from Batman?
2: I feel like I'm only going to know because of Batman villains. I won't know any of these wrestler names. Like, okay. if it was WWE wrestlers, I would know. But they they have normal names. None of the female WWE. What Batman. is
1: a normal wrestling name?
2: <laughs> no, like... <laughs> like like okay like <laughs> that's if you're true. like like, poi- like poison ivy like they they don't go by that they'll like use their their
1: Yeah but they go by the rock.
2: Yeah but that's or... like the guys like none of the none of that's the true. the girls, the girls, are girls have are like... like a persona they that, just have like a sexy. are just like AJ you know? Lee or like, like China Page. China. Well, then again, I don't yeah, know. that's another male wrestler. I don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> another male wrestler. Oh come so, on.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh oh, we're going to cross that line. I don't. Okay. Anyway, so, um, all right, let's start with this. Um, uh, dementia. Dementia. I would say is Batman. Okay, Maggie, you think it's Batman or or wrestler?
1: Are we competing?
0: I mean, you can. I don't. It doesn't really matter. I just like. I just or like. Does it matter? Question. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, for funsies, I'll say it's a wrestler.
0: You're right. It is a wrestler. From oh, wow. sweet dementia. Uh, Scorpiona. Scorpiona. That's gonna, a wrestler. I'm gonna say it's a wrestler. That's too. It's a Batman villain. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm
1: like, that does not. That sounds like a very 80s wrestling name. Yeah.
0: Godiva. That's, that's
1: chocolate. chocolate.
2: That is that. That sounds like a wrestler because I feel like that would be like a move, like a.
0: Di- a- like a good <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like you eat a bunch of it you just feel good and you just fall asleep it's like some dive bomb move off the top rope okay well that is a wrestler you're right okay um orca uh i batman That's... villain
1: yeah batman villain
0: okay you're right it's batman villain okay. i was hoping that would not be a wrestler name that'd be terrible name like oh watch out for the orca you know um
2: that would be like a stable of wrestlers. They they like cu- they form a pod and then they like rock. <laughs> yeah. They rock. They rock the ring and you slowly slip off of it like they do with those seals. You yeah. yeah, just put your hand out and you
0: just like oh I touched their head. Yeah. You know, oh, um, all right. orcas orcas hunting are terrifying. Oh, I mean yeah. they're no emu in Delaware, but they're they're pretty good. Yeah. They're um, more
1: deceptive than emus though. Yeah. You yeah. think they're going to be all fun and playful and then they tear a hole in your boat.
0: Uh, Roxy Rocket. That's got to be a wrestler.
1: That's a wrestler.
0: That's a Batman villain. What? Wow.
1: You're making this up.
0: No, I'm not. Ma- hey, I looked this up on the internet. Um, so it
1: must <laughs> all be right, true.
0: All right. Jane Doe. That's a, a Batman villain. Wrestler. It's a Batman villain. I was going to
2: say that's a terrible. That's, that's a wrestler great wrestler, wrestler name. We're
0: talking about okay. really
1: bad at this name. Actually,
2: Jane Doe would be a good wrestler name, and like she's got amnesia. Yeah. So she just comes in and you don't know if she's a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> like a Jekyll Hyde type thing.
0: Joe's already come up with a storyline for yep. Jane Doe. Maybe that. And I like it. Um uh Grimlina. What? Wrestler. That's a Yeah, that's a terrible name. Yeah, that's wrestler. It's a, a wrestler. Okay. Grimlina? Yeah. Okay. Um what else we got here? Big Top. Batman. Batman. Okay, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And I and I, and they had pictures of some of these villains and it's like you I just felt like that one was really wrong. It was like, oh, it was like uh Were these
1: like one issue villains that I don't just didn't know. work out?
0: Like I don't know Batman villains all that well, so um <laughs> uh oh the mime. Oh that's the uh Batman.
1: That's
0: that Batman? That's that's Batman. That's, yeah. I don't I think that think would I be a very good one. wrestler. <laughs> yeah, it's like I lock you in this box and then but you could probably get out of it, because it's not real. Or you could hit her hit her with invisible chairs and things. <laughs> i want the mime versus jane doe i want that to happen right now um jailbait <laughs> oh my God, oh. that's a is that a wrestler <laughs> yeah it's a wrestler wow that's
1: terrible <laughs> okay. speaking of feminism what the hell yeah
0: right <laughs> um okay brunhilda
1: that's a wrestler that's
0: batman isn't it uh finally batman okay well it was a wrestler ah. right. that just sounds familiar really. i know right um the Harpy. That's uh, Batman. Batman. That's Batman. Okay. Uh, Silk and Spider. Batman. Wrestling. Batman. Um, let's see what we got here. Oh, The Housewives. It's, it's a team. The Housewives. Arlene and Phyllis. That's got to be wrestling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's wrestling. Okay, that's right?
0: wrestling. Yeah, you're right. Okay.
1: Arlene and Phyllis. Yeah, I don't, wow. I don't.
0: know what, what that even means. Um, all right, uh, another team called the Hicks. Sarah and Mabel.
1: Well, it's got to be wrestling. Okay,
0: I don't. Yeah, so you don't, keep
1: saying it's another team. Yeah, well, but you could have duos. <laughs> I don't think they, can, they would have a Batman. Okay, duo. fine, fine. One more.
0: One more. One more duo. Discuss <laughs> <of> the name. <laughs> the Soul Patrol, <laughs> and 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 their names are Envy and Adore.
2: It's got to be wrestling. Okay, you're right. The okay, fine. Patrol. That right. sounds like a stable that's probably still around. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Vicky Victory. Uh is that Batman?
1: Wrestling. Batman.
0: That's wrestling. Oh wow. Okay, we're. Uh, I'll just do a couple more here because uh, I know this is highly entertaining. It's entertaining to me. Um, Ma Gun.
2: That's wrestling, isn't it?
0: Well, I'm going to say wrestling. Okay.
1: Ma Gun?
0: Like Ma Gun. Like uh, it's an older lady that last name Gun. Like that's Ma wow. Gun. As opposed to get away from Ma Gun.
1: That's, yeah, that's what I thought the reference was. Um, wrestling.
0: That's a Batman villain. Really? Yeah. Are you
1: serious? Yeah. All right.
0: This one is um, Melody Trouble Vixen, or otherwise known as MTV. Uh,
1: that's got to be wrestling because MTV was big in the 80s.
0: Yep. That's that's um that's a that's a good uh reasoning there. All right. Um <laughs> Cheyenne Cher. Wrestling.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be wrestling.
0: Okay. Um
1: Was it actually Cher?
0: I don't yeah, right. Um speaking of actually Cher, this next one, Lady Clayface. <laughs> oh, that's Batman. Yeah, that's <laughs> Just the fact they had to call her Lady Clayface, really? can like, she just be her own, her own thing as opposed to... That's oh, Clayface, but it's a lady version. Clayface, too.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask. I was like, isn't there a male Clayface? Yeah.
2: Clayface. Which Clayface can turn mm. into whatever, too. So maybe it's, it maybe, is just Clayface. Right? Um, oh,
0: Attaché. Batman? What? Wrestling? It's wrestling. Oop. Okay. <laughs> I'll go through a couple of these real quick here because I, I just, you know, you're going to figure out a pattern here real quick. Amy, the farmer's daughter.
2: <laughs> That's wrestling,
0: but it, it would be funny if it was Batman. <laughs> yeah. uh, Americana. Uh, wrestling. Yep. Um, Corporal Kelly. <laughs> Are
1: wrestling. these all wrestling? wrestling?
0: Debbie debutante. Wrestling. <laughs> <It's-> the <laughs> Widow. Uh, we'll go with Batman. It's wrestling. Yeah. There's, I just I just like saying some of these names. I couldn't help it. Major, you just want
1: to read the list. Major Tanya. <laughs> Major Tanya.
0: <laughs> I doubt your military rank with that name. All right. So, um, oh, there's a uh, Palestina. What? Instead of Palestine, it's Palestina. Oh,
2: my God.
1: Wait, is this wrestling or Batman?
0: (laughs) Wrestling. I think we're
2: completely out of the realm of Batman.
0: Uh, uh, There's some. There's like there there was like there were some. That name would not
1: go over today.
0: Nope. Uh, There's like what do we got here? We got White Rabbit. That's not bad. Yeah, that's that's a Batman villain. Oh, that's a Batman villain. Yeah, I was thinking it was a wrestler. (laughs) Tiger moth. What it? Tiger moth. What do you think of that one? Tiger moth. Yeah. Tiger moth. Tiger moth. Like Arthur? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah not in the face oh. that's also a batman villain anyway so i thought that was fun just to, to dig into that a little bit so mm-hmm. um but anyway uh <laughs> i am maggie i appreciate you being part of the show uh it was some some interesting and enlightening discussion about uh about topics and issues because that's that we're always at the cutting edge of cutting topic of issues right. yeah, yeah thanks for being on the show yeah
1: Thanks for having me. Sorry. I didn't, you know, I could have gone on and on forever, but
0: oh, we do too. Usually. So that's, oh, the, yeah. yeah,
2: we got to like look say. Oh, it's like past yeah. so much time. Like, and we're, I keep like, talking uh, and
0: Joe's like tapping his invisible watch. He's like crawling out the window and I'm like, but we're not done yet. <laughs> we kind of have
2: a timetable.
0: Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think that's going to do it for us this time. Um, you guys can hit us up on our Facebook page. We, we are on Twitter at Invading Podcast. We are on Gmail, or at Gmail, not on Gmail, at Invading Podcast at Gmail. Um, put us, give us like a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. That would be awesome. That would be good. And and spread some love and get, get some people out there to, to listen to us. And maybe you guys could write in and talk about like uh, if you're excited for Jessica Jones or those other characters that we just did not mention that you think are worth the time to look into. Uh, we would appreciate that uh, that feedback. Tell us your
1: favorite lady wrestler.
0: Yeah, like tell us your favorite lady wrestler. Um, I, I'm sure there's many to choose from. Like what, what was the, <laughs> what was Randy Savage's? Uh, it was Miss Elizabeth? Miss Elizabeth? Miss, Did she ever wrestle? Uh, or no, or she was, she was like his
2: valet. She wasn't a <laughs> <His> manager. <valet. laughs> no, she wasn't a manager. She just basically came out to the ring in a dress. Oh, so okay.
0: Well, then that's big, maybe that's not the right one to choose, but. All right, so that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, next week, I know we're going to talk about some Black Friday deals. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and, and good we're going to Black Friday. Come up with something fun for Thanksgiving. So, anyway, everybody, uh, have a good week and um, enjoy binge watching Jessica Jones.